All right, so the question is, how can I help you reposition your brand identity? Answer, we team you up with a hot female co-star. Usually, I play the female love interest. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. About the cross-dressing thing in the past, funny, today, disturbing. Lady, if you don't find a rabbit with lipstick amusing, you and I have nothing to say to each other. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another mini-sode. Good day. Um, this is an interesting one because it's an addendum from our from one we did in June. Is that right? Yeah. June yep. or July? Yeah. It, it's back there. Yeah, we did one on Space Jam slash uh, Frame Roger Rabbit. We touched a little bit on Looney Tunes back in action just because it was a Looney Tunes project. I don't remember what goes into the episodes anymore because I cut so much out. But there was a point where it was mentioned that I was like, yeah, ugh, that's just ugh. And then you mentioned it was directed by Joe Dante. Then my ears perked up. I finally got to see it. It was on, uh, we got a free, like, premium cable weekend. And uh, it was on, like, Stars or Showtime or one of those channels. I finally got to watch it. And then I, like, immediately, I messaged you, like, you have to see this movie! So one quick trip to the library, and here we are. Yes. Before we get into this, I should also give a shout out to my friend Ryan Cullen, who uh, pointed out, "Hey, you really should uh, you should watch this." And it was the mistake that you didn't watch it for that episode. And right. He's right. He's right. Yes, completely right. We uh, this so we're making up for it with this quick little addendum. Uh, we saw Looney Tunes back in action and loved it. This is the Looney Tunes as you. As you grew up with them, as you enjoy them, it's just prime Looney Tunes. Every everything's completely in character. Yeah, there's no bullshit about oh yeah, so and so gets uh, sucked into the cartoon universe or the cartoon universe. No, it's been there all along. Uh, they work for Warner Brothers. It's basically a man Animaniacs approach. Very much so. Which right off the bat, I love because I love Animaniacs. I do too. Yeah. M-E-X slash Tiny Toons. It starts off in, like, in a cartoon, like, in one of the cartoon sessions, and then it, like, smash cuts to everybody in a boardroom reading the script, and Daffy being really pissed off that he gets shot in the face so many times. And then I have to say, it's a very self-reflexive film. Uh, Deeply. Yeah, it takes it to a whole another level with movies that Joe Dante has directed, like the car from Gremlins is in it, there's even, like, a little score callback. Which was wonderful. It's the Looney Tunes live-action crossover movie that you uh, wanted, even though you didn't know you wanted it. It's jam-packed of, like, things you always wanted to see in live-action. There's a Roadrunner sequence. Ah, uh, yes. There's a Marvin the Martian sequence. I mean, it really hits on every single note you could possibly want. Everyone's in there. Uh, Yosemite Sam runs a casino called Sam's Wooden Nickel. And it's just... Wonderfully Wild West, that the vibe of that sequence. It is. You know, there's a car chase through Las Vegas, which is brilliantly staged. Yeah, there's a uh, one of my favorite lines from that is you know the in the car that Yosemite Sam and his henchmen are in, they have a stick of dynamite. Yeah, they're in the car passing the stick of dynamite back and forth. 
throw it out the window. No, people might get hurt. Throw it out. It might send the wrong message to children. This is how you do self-parody, self-aware humor, because that's what the Looney Tunes did in the first place. I mean, you know, look at the classic short where Daffy is interacting with the animator. This movie is a giant love letter to uh, Chuck Jones. And it should be noted, that was very intentional. Joe Dante was a, actually a close friend of uh, Jones. Yeah. And only did the movie because he wanted to pay tribute to his friend who had recently passed. Yeah. That's beautiful. I think he really did justice. Um, even though, well, I guess we weren't going to talk about that. But We kind of do have to acknowledge the fact that this was, uh, this, this was a complicated shoot. It was a complicated project. But, you know, it doesn't show in the finished film. No. You know, I remember you telling me all that, and I, you know, watched it again, and, uh, yeah, you really don't see the studio problems. I mean, it flows like a Looney Tunes short. The jokes come so rapid fire. Uh, it avoids bathroom humor, uh, which... Part. <laughs> for the most part. I mean, there's a little bit there. There's it avoids... <laughs> yeah, but... One's okay. Um, it avoids being like two celebrity stuff. The celebrities that are in there are very much people from Joe Dante's world. If you're a Joe Dante fan, you're going to see regular after regular after regular of his. Dick Miller shows up at the very beginning. You almost don't want to spoil how, how uh, Roger Corman shows up. <laughs> yes. It's it's just awesome. Yeah, there are humans in the film, um, but they're they're well used. All the cameos are pretty well used. Won't spoil because you really have to discover for yourself. But there are a couple of uh, Space Jam knocks in there, and boy, do they sting! It should be noted that nobody involved with this movie was happy with Space Jam, and Joe Dante said that his approach to the project was to call it not Space Jam, and he Good. and you see it. I mean, if you're a Dante fan, this movie fits in so well with his filmography, despite apparently it having everything behind the scenes. doesn't matter. If you were to tell me that this was Dante let loose and the studio took their hands off him, I'd believe it. I mean, this just... This feels... I'll tell you what this feels of a piece with is um, Gremlins 2. It does. Exactly. And fitting because there is like a little quick Bugs Bunny Daffy thing at the beginning of that. Yeah, uh, I mean, again, this is made with so much love for the material. And when it does get, like, self-reflexive and such, I don't... There's a scene between uh, Porky Pig and Speedy Gonzalez <laughs> that you're just amazed they got away with. At first they told me to lose the stutter. Now they told me I'm not funny. <sighs> it's a pain in the butt being politically correct. You're telling me. There is a cameo by some other cartoon characters... Um, addressing um, their portrayer. Don't want to spoil that. It's it's genius. And there's so many background jokes in this movie. This thing is packed. It's very dense. Like I, I remember catching things second time that I did not catch the first time. Lots of things. There are so many bonuses. I mean, it rewards <sighs> you for paying attention. It, it really does. The physics of the world are very much the Looney Tunes world, thankfully. And one thing we got talking about is Daffy. Daffy, yes. Uh, this is very much a Daffy Duck centric movie, and if if you're like me, that's the best thing they could have possibly done. Yeah, exactly. 
I mean, Bugs is, he's almost the support for that. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of Daffy's story about him dealing with the fact that he's a second banana. Yeah. Even though there's a lot of shenanigans going on, and oh my god, so much happens in the movie, and there are a lot of set pieces, it does have arcs. It does. Characters do have arcs, which is nice. I mean, as I said, you've got so many set pieces, but the movie's only 90 minutes. Right. As it should be. Normally when a movie is that size with that many set pieces, that's a sign of serious studio interference like Jonah Hex. No, in this case it feels like it's that size because they've just cut out all the fat. Even like some of the casting is just brilliant. Uh, Steve Martin, this is probably the best live action work he's done in years. That was fun. Timothy Dalton as a James Bond type figure. Who, why is, why is Dalton not in more stuff? I just have to ask that. Why is he not in more things? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't think I've ever seen him in anything where he wasn't just awesome. This, Hot Fuzz, The Rocketeer. Brendan Fraser is good. I've, I, I've always liked him, and I've always thought he kind of deserved a little better than he wound up getting. Yeah, me too. Oh, wow, apparently he was the voice of the Tasmanian Devil, too. Yeah. Ha! Uh, Tasmania Devil gets great usage here. He's he's not overused, he's just well used enough. One thing I wanted to point out is that the film looks great, and I think part of the reason is that it was shot by uh, Dean Cundé, yes. who has shot numerous films that we've talked about so far, including Jurassic Park, and most importantly, Who, who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yes. Yeah. This is, okay, good idea to get someone to do your dp work who knows how to shoot and light this stuff right i wouldn't say that the uh integration is as good as it is in that film but it's never going to be better than it was in that film no. but it's still really really good and it looks great uh the animation is fluid and it's silky smooth the, the characters look right it's a good looking movie it's a very impressive looking film but yeah, if you compare that to say the animation in Space Jam, there's a huge difference. It, it, it it's uh, the characters actually seem to interact. The eye lines are right. I think part of that also comes down to the fact that I know that the director of Space Jam hadn't done very much, whereas the director of this one is, as we've already made, a legend. Joe Dante. I, it occurs to me that we're never going to wind up doing a full cast on Dante because we're hitting all of his films as we go. Pretty much, yeah. Same with Tarantino. Yeah. This, but, uh, you know, again, this movie, it looks good. It, it feels right. It doesn't feel rushed. The, 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 the framing is right. And, again, it's just so much fun. Thank God, you enjoy the ride. It's like, at any given point in the film, if you stop and note the time, it's like, oh, I'm only, like, half an hour in? Great, I got another hour left. Sweet. It really, yeah, it feels like that. Um, by the way, I would be so remiss if I didn't point out that I've seen this noted, this theory that you can almost take the idea that, okay, Bugs says that he'll put a word in for Daffy. Well, okay, the Looney Tunes went on ice for a little bit after this. Uh, um, we do kind of have to acknowledge that the film eh, didn't do so hot at the box office. Yeah, mostly because of Warner Brothers trying to bury it. And, again, we're trying to stress, they shouldn't have buried it. No. But, when the characters did reemerge with the Looney Tunes show, which, go back to the Space Jam cast, we're fans of that. Oh, that yeah. show, That show was awesome. You'll notice that Daffy gets much more to do, 
and is getting much better treatment. Guess Bugs did put in a word. That's the other thing. Yeah, this does kind of flow right into the Looney Tunes show. Oh, it, it does beautifully. Especially, again, with that Perky uh, Pig Speed Gonzalez uh, exchange at the beginning. Which is funny because they're both major characters on that. Um, Speedy having been a little bit altered, Porky, they wisely just said, let's just do classic Porky Pig because everybody loves him. We really stress, catch this movie. Um, it's not it's not hard to find. Uh, you know, go to your local video store and if they still exist, it'll be one of the cheap rentals. Hell, you can pick it up for $5 at Target and places like that. There's five bucks on Amazon. Unfortunately, it's not on Blu-ray, but, you know, that's because, again, the studio doesn't give a shit. They, in fact, honestly, they're, you know that it's, that they're not treating it well when they had to put full-length feature. Uh, really? Something like, or like, the movie was uh, put on it. It was like, no, we didn't notice that. Seriously, this is one that needs to be rediscovered, and it has to some degree. I noticed its reputation is a little bit better on the internet than on first release, but this deserves to be rediscovered because if you're a Looney Tunes fan, and I read some of the negative reviews and they just didn't make any sense to me. It's like, how is this sacrilege to material? No, I'll tell you right now, no, it's not a very deep film. No, but then again... Look, look at the source! Right, it's not deep, but it's wide. Exactly. And it's just so damn much fun. This is an inherently crazy-making season for a lot of people, but if you're like us, just and you're a fan, put it on, kick back. You really will have the time of your life watching it. It's so rewatchable. It, I'm sure it is. I, I've only watched it the one time, but I need to go back. Uh, it's, it's not Space Jam. No, it's not Space Jam. Not Space Jam, the movie. <laughs> Full Lakes feature. Yeah. We could do a full episode on it, but, you know, we're not gonna, we're gonna let you discover it. Yeah. Well, my favorite part of the movie, I haven't even referenced, uh, and I refuse to even hint at it. But, yeah. as I said, the, the self-reflexive humor in the film is how you're supposed to do self-reflexive humor. Yeah. It doesn't feel forced, it doesn't feel overdone, even though there's a lot of it. Like, it just, it just feels natural with, with the thing, with the piece. I mean, come on, how much fourth wall breaking was there in the original stuff? The answer is there was no fourth wall. That's right. It does not exist. So, that, that's my take on the movie. <sighs> yeah, me too. Yeah, go out and get it. It's five bucks. It'll be the best five bucks you ever spend. I mean, what else are you going to see? Well, let's see. There's The Hunger Games, which is amazing. There's... Frozen is supposed to be great. You've got all the Oscar movies. That's what I keep hearing. Hobbit uh, is getting great reviews. Um, Anchor. Okay, we know that this is a busy time for movies, but still, drop the five bucks. Well, you won't regret it. Laugh yourself, silly. But anyway, we'll see you guys in the next cast. 